0: Brody is super great. And when he sings, I just
1: doing the douchey thing. He's just clearly studied Maroon 5 videos like over and over. Oh my God. And they even
0: make a joke about Maroon 5 too.
1: Uh, Also, I just want to say best supporting actor in this movie that we didn't talk about. I don't know what his name is, but the other guy in the band. Yes. With yes. that guy with the eyeliner, uh-huh. he is so understated, but like yes. perfect. He's just perfect. like not sure about anything, but definitely going along with everything. Yes. Uh, I, I absolutely love him in this movie. I feel like, are those guys actors or are they real band? I feel like they looked this up once, but I'm not entirely they're sure. They're
0: actors. They look like, a- they, they act like actors. They, they like, like, they're actors. good. Yeah. They
1: seem like they're actors yeah. acting in a band. I don't know. Those, I feel like, I don't know. Um, did you they guys, might by be the way, too. did you catch there Diablo Cody of- playing the bartender in the scene at the bar? No. Yeah. No. Di- Diablo Cody plays the bartender in the, um uh in that scene at whatever it's called the name of the I, what's the name of that what damn bar? I oh they remember. say it over and over and over they again uh,
2: Melody Lane Melody Lane, Lane. Yeah. stupid yeah, it's a yeah stupid
1: name I've been to bars like that I swear yeah. to god I've been to so <laughs> many bars like that in Georgia you guys God um welcome to the Feminine Mistake podcast uh this is a podcast about women in film uh I'm one of your hosts Nicole your other host, Sarah. And returning with us to uh in to dive into the second half of Jennifer's body, we have uh writer, director, actor, horror expert, Melissa Lee. Hello, thanks for having me back. Thank you for uh, being back. Thank you. Um, so since it's the my favorite holiday season, mm-hmm. um, or as my sister likes to call it spooky Christmas, um, I thought maybe we could talk about our favorite horror movies so what i would like to get from each of you is two of your must-haves like gotta watch during october like you have to watch them every october and then one that maybe you'd like to recommend that maybe not that many people you think maybe people haven't seen it uh so that we can all you know get into the holiday spirit uh let's start with melissa
2: sure um two must-haves uh trick or treat yes artist. oh yeah. trick-or-treat yeah. is so good i love that movie i've um, never heard of it oh it's
1: good. great it's an anthology movie
2: yeah it's just absolutely fun um it's so fucking I don't know good it. <laughs> but anna pay quinn's in it which yep. uh, i love her mm-hmm. um there's some supernatural creatures in it mm-hmm. there's murder A creepy
1: kid with the fucking pumpkin sam, on his head
2: yeah his name's sam um it's just absolutely fun. And it has some some funny bits in it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Trick or Treat is great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's a great one. I'm going to have to watch I that. I think it's weekend. on Netflix right now. I'm not. Ooh, perfect. So go uh, watch that on Netflix.
2: And my second must have
1: 13 Ghosts. I've never seen that. Never what? Okay. Well, I've never heard of either of your I'm going to write this down. <laughs> 13 ghosts yeah it. it is so
2: fun it has this house in it i'm not gonna tell you too much about it but it has this house in it that's so uh futuristic and Ooh. just um it's absolutely amazing it obviously fun. has 13 ghosts
1: <laughs> i'll be counting there's if a there's crazy the-
2: portal to the underworld type situation yes yes um, I think you would really like it. it. It it has some really unique characters in it mm-hmm. that you just get to know a little bit about their backstory, mm-hmm. but it shows the visuals of all of them, and oh my gosh, you just want films based off each of those characters. Ooh.
1: Cause it's so okay. I like it.
2: Yeah. And something you might not have heard of, there's a miniseries written by Stephen King that mm-hmm. I love called Rose Red. Okay. Red Rose. Um that's i think just an absolutely wonderful film
1: i i've heard of it but i have not seen it
2: i think i think if you really like horror, you probably at least heard about i think it was in the 2000s yeah so
1: it's like a haunted house kind of thing right Mm -hmm.
2: and there's this girl this little girl that goes there and Mm kind of talks to the spirits but uh i don't you'd have to watch it and there's a house in washington that's kind of modeled after.
1: Ooh, so it's based uh-huh. on like a sort of true Halloween. Well,
2: there's that they used for filming that mm. um is just absolutely beautiful.
1: Oh, excellent. Beautiful well, you know, you don't always get a practical set for those things. So no. that's nice. <laughs> excellent. Well thank you Melissa for sharing those gems with us. Uh Sarah, what's uh what are your go tos this Halloween season? What are you gonna be watching for sure? Season one, episode three of Are
0: You Afraid of the Dark? No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. wow, that is specific. <laughs> I, know. I actually don't
0: even know. I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark when I was a kid, but that's not my my pick. So yeah. Uh, first four, must see in October, The Shining. That Shining is, a great is one, one. of my all-time fa- fa- favorite horror films. And then my all-time favorite horror film Did you is- watch
1: Dr. Sleep with us when we watched Dr. Yes. Sleep? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I like Dr. Sleep as well. I thought that was a good mm-hmm. one. Sarah, not so much.
2: No, the book is no. fantastic. If you I liked it.
1: it. I like Doctor Sleep. The movie was it written by uh, Stephen King? Uh, the book was written by the Stephen King. Yeah, uh, yeah. The I believe the screen, the teleplay or screenplay, or I guess it's mm-hmm. a screenplay. Also, by the way, Doctor Sleep also filmed in Atlanta. They rebuilt the Overlook Hotel set for that movie. Uh, I think Mike Flanagan, who directed it, I I, I doubt this may be i may be totally wrong here but i'm pretty sure maybe he wrote the screenplay mike flanagan who also directed it he also wrote and directed the haunting of hill house
2: mm-hmm. another so, great film yes. yes
1: yeah well i mean the haunting of hill house the show the one that was on netflix yeah yeah which oh, was that great one. Okay, okay. yeah so he yeah. wrote and directed that and i believe he took king's uh doctor sleep and uh adapted it for the film gotcha
0: um, yeah, so The Shining, and then uh, the Omen is my all time favorite yes. horror film. Nineteen 19- seventy six. Mm-hmm. I know because I, I always say it's my favorite horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's something about it that's just really scare,
1: scary to me. That scene with um, the nanny, oof, where the nanny mm-hmm. like jumps off the building. Oof. That one really yeah. stuck with me.
0: Yeah, I see. I see lots of shots like that's that scare me. There's something about the quality of film in the 1970s that is mm-hmm. scary. Like there's yeah. also, it's very gritty. It's very gritty. And like, yeah. When, like for example, when, uh, Mrs. her Bates? I don't, I don't know. I forget mm-hmm. what, what her, what her na- na- name is, but she's the w- woman who comes in. She brings the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh yeah. The hell House. when she like smiles and her teeth, like there's something about on film, her mm-hmm. teeth, how they like gleam. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look like that on 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 digital. There's just mm-hmm. something about the film that makes it scarier. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry, weird, weird tangent. But um, and then my recommendation is also a, a 1970s horror film, The uh, Other,
1: mm. and it's about
0: these twin boys.
1: I haven't seen this.
0: You need to see it, Nicole, and you need to see it too, Melissa. Everyone needs to see it. It's a very good. Horror film 1972. Two twin boys, and one is the bad twin, and one is the good twin.
1: I like a good bad twin, good twin story. And but it has a twist at the end,
0: and I'm not going to tell you what the twist is, but Ooh. um, it's very scary, very si- psychological, logical, mm-hmm. and of course, has the gore and the horror and mm-hmm. the, all that stuff.
1: Awesome, so yeah, nice. Um, well, I'm going to be a basic bitch and I'm going to say that every, every Halloween, I have to watch the original 1976 Halloween by John Carpenter. Like every Halloween, I have to, it's like a comfort movie for me, which I know sounds absurd. Um, but when I was in film school, I would actually put this movie on when I was going to sleep at night because I was like kind of lonely and depressed. And this movie just is so brilliant. I think it's like the perfect horror movie. I love the cinematography. I get excited every time I watch that steady cam shot through the house at the beginning of the movie. Um, I just love it so much. And so I've got to watch John Carpenter's Halloween every year. Um, And then another basic bitch movie. I love Freddy Krueger. So I got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, got it. I got to do it. Uh, Freddy Krueger was my boogeyman when I was a kid. Cause I, I grew up in the 1980s. So when I was a, in elementary school, uh, that is when all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies were coming out. So, uh, I wasn't allowed to watch them obviously, but, um, the Freddy Krueger was so scary to me when I was a kid that just the trailer for the movie would give me nightmares. Like, I had nightmares about Freddy Krueger constantly, and I didn't even see a Freddy Krueger movie. I mean, I guess the first time I saw a Freddy Krueger movie was probably when I was like eight, but it was not because my parents wanted me to. Like, it was just on TV, and I watched it, like, in my basement, like, in my parents, like, office, and I didn't get – I only got, like, 20 minutes in. Like, I got to the scene where Tina is, like, getting – killed on the ceiling. And I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And it was fucking terrifying. And I immediately turned it off and ran upstairs and had nightmares for like two weeks. I love
0: oh, it. Poor I Nicole. used to put tinfoil
2: on my hands because I wanted to be the <laughs> <like> exact opposite.
1: <laughs> I was obsessed, but terrified. Like my, co- I had an older cousin who was like in like 17 or whatever, who came to visit once. And I made her spend the entire day giving me the blow to blow summary of every nightmare on elm street movie and i think they were through like number 4 by then and i made her tell me the entire plot of every movie oh every gosh. death um anyway i was obsessed love it so got to yeah, watch that
0: i saw those films as an adult so they didn't have the same impact on me actually you were the one who mm-hmm. sh- showed me ha- 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 Halloween like a few year you've year, 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 at I love
2: least it so seen much. the original Candyman well the new one's not out but
1: actually I, ha- I haven't seen Candyman I don't think I've seen it I need to watch what? that's what I need to watch this I- again like I think it came out in the 80s, or was it the early 90s? When did Candyman come out? Was it early 90s? I think
2: early 90s.
1: Okay. I should have been old enough to see it. I don't know why I have it. I think I was just very scared. Here's, I'll tell you why I haven't seen Candyman. It's because saying things into a mirror scares the shit out of me.
2: I used to hope that Tony Todd would pop <laughs> in my little room.
1: <laughs> also, I really, really want to see the 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 new Candyman. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. I heard, I think I saw somewhere in the news that maybe Jordan Peele, like, delayed the release because he didn't want people to go to the theater. He was, like, worried people would go to the theater and spread the, the coronavirus, and he was like, I'm delaying the release because I don't want people to go to the theater, which is I very responsible glad of him. I am he
2: delayed it, but I don't know that I... I mean, who knows when we can go to the theater, but I, uh, I can't wait. But if you haven't seen the original, please watch the original. Tony right. Todd, like, kills it as i not scared as hell. A, I'm a uh-huh. psych
0: through thriller thr- 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 girl.
1: I don't really like the... Uh, slasher, monster. Uh, but Candyman monster. is about something deeper than that, though. Uh-huh. Like, Candyman is about, like, some intense shit that's beyond mm-hmm. the horror movie aspect. So I'm uh, familiar with, like, the subtext of it, and I think I've seen yeah. a couple of scenes, but I've never watched the whole movie. Uh. Also, I've, I I remember that bees. Like, I remember the scene with the bees. Like, I remember that. Isn't that? That's in Candyman yeah, 1, actually,
2: right? Yeah, actually, got a lot, filming that.
1: Oof, that's terrifying. hmm um. All right. So those are my two go-to's, and I'm going to watch Candyman this October. Uh, the one I'd like to recommend is a indie film that really uh, I don't think made a lot of noise when it came out. Um, it's called Resolution. It's called what? Resolution. Resolution. And yeah, I don't think I have it up on. All right, I think I want to say it was like 2012. Um. Anyway, Resolution is. Uh, so it's about this guy he's in he's a, he's his wife's about to have a baby I think and he's got this friend who again this is about friendship again uh, but it's about dudes this time which most things are about to do about dudes but anyway uh, so he's got this friend who is uh, who's got a drug addiction he's got a junkie friend who's like on meth or something. And he has been trying to be there for his friend and he's like in a last ditch effort to get his friend to be sober because he's like, if you don't get sober, I got to, I got, I'm having a kid. I got to cut you out of my life. If you can't get it together, he takes him to this fucking abandoned house and basically handcuffs him to the wall and his other radiator. And he's like, you're not leaving. We're not leaving. We're just going to stay here until you get sober. And so that's the premise of the movie. Wow. While they're there, he begins finding things on the property, like, Reels of film, eight millimeter, like eight millimeter reels of film, like VHS tapes, audio tapes. He begins fi- uh, uncovering stuff around the property that the movie then becomes like a movie inside of a movie where it seems like maybe the two of them are being manipulated. The events of the film are being manipulated and he's uncovering it through these other pieces of media inside the film. It's weird and meta. And, you know, I love weird and meta. And it's genuinely scary. Like, there was a moment where I had to stop the movie and leave the room. <laughs>
2: oh my God. <gosh, laughs> I'm it was, putting it in my queue right now. I didn't know what
1: was going to happen next. I was like, I am legitimately fucking scared right now. Um. Anyway, Resolution, a little known movie that really, I really, really enjoyed. And I also, uh, yeah, so I can recommend it. You what know? was that movie where you, it was scary
0: and you jumped and then you grabbed my boob? you like oh, that describes pop- a lot of movies like, that we've seen like popcorn it was like <gasps> it was like
1: <gasps> was that um god was that summer of 84
0: because that Maybe. one wasn't that scary
1: no. was it it follows Maybe was it, it, was Babadook? it follows. Baba we've Duke? we've watched all of those we've watched a lot of those <laughs> it yeah. may have been Babadook I don't know I you can. know what I know exactly what it was spoilers I know exactly what you're talking about Sarah spoilers for hunting of hill house Because it was Haunting of Hill House. House. And it was when we were watching Haunting of Hill House. By the way, I'm about to say a big spoiler. So if you haven't seen Haunting of Hill House... Turn it up. (laughs) And skip forward like three to five minutes. Or just three minutes. I'm not going to talk about this for five minutes. Anyway, uh, it's the scene where the sisters are arguing in the car. And they're on their way to the house. And uh, the youngest sister is a ghost. And she, like, comes into the car and, like, screams between them. I... Nearly shit my pants. I it was like comical. I I think we were eating something, yes. and like I tossed my food in the air and and reached like my hands reaching for purchase in this world, and I just like squeezed Sarah's boob <laughs> on accident. <laughs> it was so
0: great. Like I was just like
1: I was, never seen it, so I she have, knew that this the that scene was coming. Yeah. I screamed yeah. so loud. Yeah, it was so cute. I love it. Um. Okay. Wow. That was real fun. I've got some things written down here to watch. So thank you guys for your suggestions. Yeah, awesome. Um. Shall we get into talking about Jennifer's body? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ready. <laughs> All right. Let's dive right back into it.
2: The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack.
1: You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. <laughs> let's just do it. Look
0: stupid and rich, stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Can I do like a complete random? Yes. What absolutely. question? Yes. So the knife. So first of all, let's a at Bowie the very, knife at the very beginning they said the David up Bowie joke. By the at,
1: way, it was so good. He's like Bowie, cool.
0: <laughs> at the the very beginning of the film, they set up how devil's kettle is like a waterfall that or like a whirlpool, well, there's whatever, a whirlpool, that, whirlpool that goes into and they don't know knows? where yeah and and nothing ever comes out They can't so then find during it. this scene he tosses the bowie knife mm-hmm. into the, the whirlpool and then yes. at the very end the knife pops up somewhere
1: yes what do you think that means well if you look very carefully the balls that were sent They're through there. the hole are there as well So I think where she finds the knife is that I just think the town was too stupid to figure out where the, where the, they thought it disappeared. I don't think they bothered to look where it came out. But what I mean is that was
0: where they placed that at the beginning in the middle and at the end, what does that mean in terms of for the film? Like, why was that put in the film?
1: That, that, that there's a place where I don't know. I, it's in some ways I think of it like another paranormal element in the movie where it's almost like uh, again to go back to Poltergeist, uh, which is a movie that we watched with Melissa, uh, in our in the second season of the show. Yeah. So go check out that, that episode, guys, if you want more horror movies. We did Poltergeist in season two, uh, and in Poltergeist you have a portal where, where things go in, and then in another location they go out, and so to, in keeping with this paranormal universe i feel like yes scientifically you could think that there's just a place where this stuff spits out so uh maybe devil's kettle is some kind of portal to hell where things go in and come out exactly where they're needed which in the case of the knife is it comes out near where needy is walking back from i assume a high security mental facility it didn't seem like a yes. prison
2: yeah, um, it like an facility.
1: yeah and so she finds the knife exactly when she needs to Because Mm -hmm. she can now take that knife and kill low shoulder with it in the most satisfying, in the only satisfying deaths in this movie. Did you guys catch
0: that last shot? How that last shot was of a low shoulder street sign? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Loved it. I
2: could interpret that knife almost as this is like out there, but um, all your evil doings coming to life and coming back for you.
1: Yes. I think that's a good, I think that's also a good reasonable assumption there is that they put something out into the world. Mm-hmm. it's gonna and come back to you. it's gonna come back to you and it does mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh god I just like I get chills that's I just love this movie so much um all right uh any let's see uh, while we're talking about low shoulder I would really like to talk about something that I think this this movie juggles a lot and does it really well um in addition to juggling, female friendships and what it's like to be a girl in high school and so you know this metaphor for assault and violence it also low-key in the background also juggles the commercialization of tragedy uh, yeah which so brilliantly and it starts with when they're in the bar and Jennifer is like would you like me to get you a shot we have these September 11th Two tower shots, and they're black. The way that tragedy eventually is commoditized—is that the right word? Commodified. Commodified. You are right. Commodified. Where there is shirts, and there is posters, and there is a theme song, and the the way that Low Shoulder uses the tragedy of this town to catapult themselves into stardom, and the way the town participates in that as well, right? Like they become part of the consumers and somehow feel like they're being they're getting something out of this relationship which they're not. They're getting no, 3% of sales. 3%. As I to say
2: yeah, there's they're getting nothing.
1: And they can't even be bothered to say the name correctly. The, he keeps calling it Devil's Lake. Devil's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But uh oh, I, I the um I love the term tragedy boner. Yeah. At mm-hmm. one point I can't remember which character says it but somebody says that Sounds like a gent a, Jen, a Jen, Jen, jennifer line i mean i don't know it's actually might not needy, have, i but... remember now needy says uh-huh. that america had a real tragedy boner for devil's kettle yeah because yeah. fire and then all the murders yeah and, and then also saw- like
0: all the the rumors all the game of telephone of who like who died who didn't die who like the fact that the band saved people and they didn't like yeah yeah also, the fire. We didn't talk yes. about the fire. Let's talk about the fire. What was the was it an accident? Was it Satan?
1: Was it
2: It was the the plugs, wasn't it? Like some wires or something. I
1: it I interpreted as low shoulder caused the fire using their weird paranormal magic that this like or maybe this was just the thing that was meant to be, but it felt like they knew what was going on. Yeah. Like it felt like now I could get into how I feel about magic and spells and Satanism and the way that it's used in movies uh, as to make people that uh, who who follow that as part of their spirituality to make them scapegoats. Like we could talk about right. that. I'm I'm not going to get into it deeply, but it, it is there. And, and, and movies love to use that as a shortcut. Oh, well, they're into magic. So they're fucking evil. Yeah. Right. That's. False.
2: (laughs) Like That's opposite, generally.
1: Uh, In this case, uh, these guys are fucking evil. And I'm not saying there aren't people out there who don't like to use pain and other people suffering for their spiritual growth or their personal growth. They absolutely do. But the overwhelming way that, uh, you know, like magic and witches and all of that is used in movies as a negative is, I mean, it's just fucking false. Anyway. Uh, I meant it to, uh, I believe that the the band caused the fire. Mm -hmm. In fact, I believe that the band bewitched Jennifer. Like, there's a moment where her face just kind of, like, glosses over during the song. She's the only one who doesn't see see it. And she, like, completely shuts down, and Needy has to drag her out of the building.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was a little confused. Needy watched the fire
1: start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then
2: she watched it like travel, mm-hmm. but she never says anything.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes me think it's a a, a su- supernatural fire because, like, very mm-hmm. yeah, like you'd have to set things that would catch fire in that very
1: methodical mm-hmm. way. It's so that's over the top fire. Like people yeah. are burning oh, yeah. to death in a very over the top way. Yeah, I think it's a paranormal event. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I this leads me to uh, also while we're talking about this, but yeah, uh, I think, uh, Jennifer gets bewitched by them in some way, but I think again, you can read into the subtext of, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have been in the situation, but I certainly have where you have a friend who's been drinking and you're out together and you're trying to get them home and they want to leave with someone and they, and yeah. you feel like they're in danger and they won't listen to you.
2: Absolutely. I,
1: I, I've, I've been standing on the other side of that van door before watching your friend leave with someone and you, there's nothing you can do about it.
2: Yeah. I've definitely been the person in the van
1: <laughs> oh God. the person
2: outside of the van. So
1: yeah. Fortunately, I don't think I've been the person in the van, uh, well, but I've good. definitely been on the outside of the van, but I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything about me that makes me special. I just think out of sure dumb luck. Like, I don't think I did anything to get not to not be in that van. Any one of us can be in that van at any time. Exactly. I I just out of somehow I spun the I spun the wheel and I didn't end up in the van. But I've definitely been standing outside of the van before. Right. And it's a every time I watch that scene, it really. It really hits me very deep because I've seen that look in someone's eyes. Mm -hmm.
0: I've driven the van to to a
1: guy's house. (laughs) I've been the one driving the van. Wait, driving <laughs> a, driving out, driving a helpless woman to a man's house. Yes, what? me,
0: driving me, the helpless woman. Wo- oh, <laughs> I was
1: like, are you kidnapping people, Sarah? Is I this are Sarah. you? I'm, saying, I'm Is there something I was, you want to tell us? I owned the van, and the girl
0: inside That's was me. True.
1: Sarah did actually own a van okay. that we used to drive okay. all of our film gear around because it had no fucking seats in it. It was just okay. an empty van. Do you remember this, Melissa? She drove this old ass van, and there were no seats in it, so we just loaded up all the film all gear, the gear in it. I feel like I remember this van now. And is it still yeah. alive, this van?
0: Ah, uh, yes, it is. My mom drives the van, but now it has seats because we need to take the dog. Oh, okay, so the dog gets all buckled up, and mm-hmm. yeah. So
1: Sarah's like, "I'm the sad person. Nobody's watching me. I'm just shutting the door on myself." <laughs> That's so fucking sad. There, no, but there's there was a person in the van with me. I'm just oh, saying good. that
0: I. Okay. Was okay. the one who took? Who, okay, like I'm it. putting myself in this situation. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah.
1: Um, all right, Sarah, you got something else on your list? Um, the dialogue
0: of Je- Jennifer, like the thing yeah. she says. I love her voice. Like, yes, her can we just very give, strong voice. Can
1: we just give Megan Fox, Fox all the props for a second? Her performance yeah. is magnificent. It really movie. is
0: just yeah yeah uh
1: the dialogue is is perfect um and but but Megan Fox's performance is because it's easy she could it, it's easy to cast somebody in that role to be just like charismatic and beautiful and and the the, bo- the man eater or whatever but yeah. but mm-hmm. that's not who this per like that's not all she is like yes she has to be that in certain scenes in this movie but she's also vulnerable and lonely Mm-hmm. and sad and yeah. and doing things that like do it like the way that the understated way that she reacts to the information that low shoulder is like their success like i believe it's the scene where the teacher it, this is when jennifer is when in one of her days where she's like needing to feed soon and she looks like shit yeah like and shit exactly uh as if megan fox could look like shit right um but the teacher's talking about how low shoulders, like they're very popular and they're making all this money and they're donating three percent. And like Needy is very obviously like huffing and puffing about it because she hates them. And Jennifer's reaction is very subtle. Like mm-hmm. she you can see the pain, but that she doesn't want anyone else to see it. Yeah. And also there's that pain
0: of I I mean, I went through this where I um the first guy I was with, like he It wasn't fully Mm -hmm. consensual. And we had a lot of mutual friends, Mm -hmm. and seeing all of my friends know what happened and still be friends with him. Mm -hmm. So I really saw in her reaction, it was like everyone's adoring them and and Mm -hmm. they don't know her secret. Like they they don't know what they did. Mm
1: -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Check is a complex. well, a complex character who is written in the tradition of these femme fatale types that men have been writing for ever. Yeah.
0: But she's, yeah, like you said, she's not like she, you can just tell that she's more con- con- she's- complicated than, mm-hmm. than if she'd been written by a man.
1: And, and you know what, this brings me to what I, the first, very first thing that I wrote down while watching this movie, the first line of this movie is, hell is a teenage girl. And what I love about that is that I feel like that's how teenage girls have been written by men for ever since movies and books have been written. That women, teenage girls, children, let's just say, are seductresses. They're liars. They break boys or men's hearts. Like that's how they've been written for years and years and years. And I even though the 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 phrase is hell is a teenage girl, I think what it really I think what that phrase really means in this movie is that hell is being a teenage girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the things that are expected of you and the complexity with which you're supposed to understand sexuality at that age, like you're supposed yeah. to be chaste and protect yourself, but also be wanted and alluring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like all the things that you don't that you don't fucking understand about sex. And so I think that to have this character who is basically a femme fatale. That's how she would have been written normally by a man, right? Yeah. Who yeah. is complex and broken and powerful. Like there's something very powerful about that scene where she's swimming through the lake. Right after she is. Yeah. Uh, I love that scene. And there's nothing about it that's intentionally. Because in another movie, like, that movie would have lingered on her body parts and made her seem yeah. like yeah. this siren. And it's. But it's not about that. It's about this. It's it's about her accepting this new life. Like, she's accepting who she is. Like, I, this is what I do now. I fucking murder people. And it's like she's cleansing herself and accepting that this is who she is now. Yeah and that's so fucking powerful. Yeah. She's like I am accepting this trauma and I'm just going to let it I'm going to let it bring ruin. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to I'm that's what I'm I'm going to I'm going to accept that. Yeah. But um,
0: also how traumatic must it be to kill pe- pe- people? Like I feel like we don't really talk about that. Like e- even if you're a like a bad person and stuff like it is still traumatic to do, do, do that to someone else. So like mm-hmm. she must still be going through a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I don't see a lot of evidence of her remorse. No. Yeah. Again, I think she's trying to make other people feel as shitty as she does. But I yeah. do think that it's very telling when she first comes back from being turned into a demon. She goes to Needy's house right away. And there's that moment where she considers killing her. Yeah. And and she doesn't. And she tells yeah. Needy that because I think Needy, I think she really loves Needy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think she cares about Chip. Like, I think she holds out for a long time with Chip. And I think the reason that she goes after Chip at all is because I think she, because she's mad at Needy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But and she also goes she after, lives. what is his name? Colin? Colin. Oh. Colin. Because Needy said, oh, no, he's a nice guy yeah. or whatever yeah. and then she's like yeah,
1: oh I, hey yeah i think that she's
0: j- jealous of needy. yeah knee, she knee. she does have that
1: needy for sure especially jealous of i mean i think there's a jealousy obviously of the relationship that needy has with chip but also you know needy gets to be happy mm-hmm. needy doesn't have to fucking kill boys every month to stay alive and she's not looked at just as for how
0: she looks like she's looked yes, at right. who she is inside
1: yeah, she has actual relationships with boys where they they care about her mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah.
2: Oof. I find it funny that they tried to make Needy unattractive. I know. They tried
1: real hard.
2: I was like, <laughs> okay, glasses hard. and her, like, I guess what you would consider frumpy clothing. I don't.
1: She had an impressive just- selection of cardigans. That's for sure.
2: Right. <laughs> like okay so, well you tried but you failed
1: who's who of cardigans there um what else you got your list on, what, do you, what else you got on your list there sarah i got a couple um, more things here
0: i only listed five things so I, we've already talked about all five things
1: well i'm getting close here we did talk about a lot of stuff um i did there uh one i did of course really i know i really wanted to i know we've already talked about them a lot but i definitely wanted to give again just another like you know like uh we are not worthy to <laughs> Karen Kusama and Diablo Cody who's uh writing and direction in this movie like this i i shit you know this i think this is one of the best horror films that's ever been fucking made and uh it is uh about it is handled in a way that i mean it's it's interesting and fun and gross and scary and all the things that you want in a horror movie but it's about something really important that means something to me and there's not a lot of movies out there like that for me And so I like, I get the fun and scary stuff, but I don't always get something that feels like it's about something that means something very deeply to me. And, uh, but I, I, the soundtrack, fuck, the soundtrack in this movie is so good. Um, but I love, like you said, Melissa, I love the visual style. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, and, and, and the casting is great. So like, I just feel like the direction is really perfect here. And I wish that, uh, she was getting a lot, she should be directing features constantly. And if she had a penis, maybe she would be. She, yeah, probably yeah. would be. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, do you guys want to go, would you guys go, like to go ahead and skip to the end here? Should we yeah, go to the end? It. Yeah, let's do um, it. So, Needy, of uh, uh, of course, Needy, Jennifer confesses to Needy that she's killing boys because she has to, to stay, Lo- like healthy basically mm-hmm. and needy decide goes to the local library the local school library and learns all about demons yes yeah i made my parents
0: laugh so hard
1: i love how uh chip is like there's an occult section at the no, library there's there very no small. occult section very at small. your local library <laughs> I uh, I it's wish not a there local was.
0: library it's a high school library it's the school yeah. well, right. library there-
2: no, there is n- you are not finding those things. and then it's, everything's the explained section. right away.
1: Yes, well, yeah. I i I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I feel like we need to get get some information. I think if you knew more about the mythology of demons, probably you would already know that, but I don't. so I needed it explained to me. Yeah. um, and I feel like it was explained in a way where I was like, okay, that's good. I mean, she's obviously picked up some kind of time life book, you know. Uh, Some funk, funk Funkin Wagnalls out of the library, a cold section. Uh, But she tries to explain to Chip what's going on. He doesn't believe her, and she breaks his fucking heart by telling him that she's not going to go to the dance with him.
0: I'm like, come on, you could at least go. Like, you're not. That's something that I don't understand with certain characters in movies that they like. They're trying to protect someone, so they Mm -hmm. do the thing that would lead that person to do what they don't want them to do. Sure,
1: but she's also a teenage girl. That's true. Right. That's true. And Jennifer has brought up wanting to eat Chip a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that Jennifer... I think Needy has caught on that Jennifer uh, is trying to use Chip against her. I think yeah. she's caught on. And I think she's distancing herself from Chip because she feels like her relationship with Chip is dangerous to him at this moment. But in doing that, she... Makes
0: it possible for Jennifer to get in to Chip and, like, make him doubt his relationship with with Needy.
1: That's true. She says that Colin and Needy were porking on a semi-regular basis. Mm
0: -hmm. I love these lines.
1: (laughs) Chip's, like, I I love the way this whole thing plays out. First of all, he doesn't immediately accept it. So Chip is walking to the the dance by himself with his Which sad little corsage gives him yeah.
0: the pepper spray and is like oh yeah he just went for a walk he does it all the time like if you're like don't let him walk like give him a ride
1: i'm sorry that was just one of my things Maybe she offered her, but he said no i don't know um yeah it seems like he sh- probably should have walked with someone um but he lied and said that he was meeting needy that's true yeah so um, and he's been
2: working out on his Bowflex, guys.
1: Oh my god, that line! I wrote that down. I so I wrote that fucking line down. He says, "I can take care of myself, mom. I've been using the Bowflex." <laughs> <laughs> I love god. the pictures his mom I takes with so his hard. little sister. Oh, this like, whole Chip storyline just guts Chip me, is you guys. So cute. What was that housewares term that you used before, like from the House Show uh, about gutting? Gut job a gut job job. i feel like every scene with chip in the last like 40 minutes of this movie is like a gut job for me yeah yeah
0: no but the thing is he doesn't seem like a dream boy like he's a real like this could be a real real boy boy who's just fucking amazing
1: yeah he's a great guy and he doesn't believe like so he's walking by himself needy has gone to the dance in the best weirdest fucking crazy outfit i've ever seen
0: wore for like in high school mute 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 musicals for things set in the 80s like we wore stuff like that
1: it's a monstrosity but i feel like i would have done the same thing where like i was like i need to be pretty now so i'm just gonna go way over the top And then the
2: hair, just everything that went with Uh, it. The burning
1: curling iron, it's like, oh, it's so great. I think it looked good. She looked great. I thought she looked amazing in it. But she goes to the prom or whatever it is, the dance, to essentially keep an eye out on Jennifer because she, as she says, it's going to be an all-you-can-eat buffet. And Jennifer is going to just, but what she doesn't count on is that Jennifer is going to intercept Chip on his way to the dance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and uh so but when he when she tells him that needy's been cheating on him he doesn't he doesn't immediately accept it which i think is really beautiful and very real like he's like he knows her he doesn't think this sounds like something she would do and he he doesn't accept it right away uh until he does
2: yeah yeah
0: well also like he doesn't fully he doesn't fully but also i did like how the actor played being kissed because it Mm -hmm you know a, a lot of times in movies it's like the woman kisses the man or the man kisses the woman and it's like there's like a moment of hesitation but it's like oh my gosh I feel like no, he, he really, does not
1: want to he do He really it. played it like oh me may- like it's hmm. it's happening to him yeah 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 for a while until until they're on the, under the tree or whatever and and then she's saying things like tell me I'm better than needy and like stuff yeah. like that and he's like why Yeah. That was great that
0: he was like, I don't need to say that. Like, that's. Yeah. Still.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah. So eventually she lures him to this weird abandoned pool, which what a great set piece. Very great. Oh, my God. With the vines and the graffiti and like. How did that
0: how was that place allowed to exist on school grounds? Uh I don't think it's on school grounds. It's on no? his way to the it's school. To the, oh, okay. Yeah, I it thought it was like an old park pool, or something.
1: Old school pool, but I guess not. He was walking through a park, I believe, okay. on his way yeah. to the school. A dark park, you know, when boys are getting murdered, as you do.
2: Right. That's what I would do. I
1: but him. teenage boys are dumb. They are. So I think it's right uh on brand, to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so let's talk about the ending here. Uh she so needy senses that chip is in danger she runs to to his aid yeah um and i love the scene where they're just sitting on the edge of the pool and jennifer's like i feel so empty inside and he's like so do i it's like they're not even like into it like they don't neither one of them want to be here yeah and yet here we are and it's not until she kisses him and he rejects her that she really like goes fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking. And then neat neat needy person nee, nee mm-hmm. and sees that Chip is has basically like his neck has been all shoot, 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 shoot up, and it's mm-hmm. like too late for him. But he stays alive
1: for a while. He does. Um, I had hope. Yeah. I
2: really thought he was gonna live. I didn't. It looked like it for a second. Well, there's a picture
1: of him at the, at the mental institution. So it's not looking good as though something has bad has happened to him. Uh, she's definitely got a photo of him. Uh, but yeah, I had hope that maybe he'd survive, but, uh, he, although he does, he does stab Jennifer with a, a pool cleaning pole before he Right. Passes out. Which God, what a great scene! Like Jennifer and needy are just yelling at each other about their whole friendship, and he just stabs. Je- she's like, "I'm gonna eat your soul and shake you yeah. out." Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. he just stabs her with the, and stabs it's like, <sighs> Chip. Is- Chip is out. boyfriend goals. You guys, like, he is the like. There's no better. Is there a better boyfriend in horror movie history than Chip? No. There's not there a better boyfriend is. in hu- hu- human history. I don't think there he's is. The best. <laughs> I think Chip is the best boyfriend, even though he's a teenage boy. Yes. He's um, got it figured uh,
0: out. So, the best line in the entire fucking movie is yes! when Jennifer rips the pool oh, thing God. out and goes, yes! Do you have a tampon? You seem like you might be pl-
1: plugging. Oh my yes. God. that is! I want that on a shirt like i I'm want sure that they have on a hurt. <laughs> i want like her picture and then that as like a word bubble
0: yeah oh legendary. legendary way megan fox
1: says it too it's just so great god it's so amazing unfortunately chip does not make it no so, they, have he, he tells, they have a very sweet conversation
0: yeah and he told her he was like i should have believed you
1: he also tells her i think you look really hot in that dress
0: yes yeah
1: oh my god oh she's so great oh this movie and we that's actually, why she goes fucking insane well she's got to put a stop to jennifer at this point
2: right yeah. and then i like that after she puts a stop to jennifer she still goes after low shoulder for what they do yes. as well yes yes so fuck low shoulder
1: like, oh. Yes. But that's so that scene between her and Jennifer at the end is it's more than just like killing the monster. Like it's Mm -hmm. the severing of a friendship. Like it is the last. It's like Jennifer has the upper hand on her. So Needy, of course, sneaks over to Jennifer's. She's got a fucking box cutter, um, which Jennifer makes fun of her for having a box cutter as a weapon. Um, And Jennifer's very vulnerable because she hasn't eaten in a while. And but she does get the upper hand on Needy. She bites her,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's not until Jennifer until Needy rips the best friend necklace off
2: that she could kill
1: her. That 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 Jennifer really like it seems like becomes vulnerable enough for her to kill her. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what a beautiful fucking movie this is. That shot of them like in the air, yes, yes. And, and falling. Ne- Needy falls mm-hmm. on her, and and their hands like their hands like slipping out of each other's hands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, also, I really love that when she stabs her, Jennifer goes,
0: My tit. I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, her, oh, last, her last Words. L- word in my, life <laughs> My tit.
1: My tit. What a perfect ending. Um, something we didn't really talk about, but that immediately follows this is that um, so Jennifer's mother does appear at the very end uh, to mm-hmm. grieve over her daughter, daughter's body. That's true. Yes. And I wa- what I didn't really bring I, – now, I, I didn't get to say this earlier, but I'm glad we're bringing it up now – is that this movie – I also want to credit this movie with showing the, how the people grieve the loss of other people in this in, when they're killed in this movie. Like, there's genuine grief about the fire in the town. Mm-hmm. There's genuine grief about the, the football player who's killed. Uh, Colin, not so much. We don't really see that much other than the mm-hmm. funeral – yeah, I was gonna say I Yeah, the, f- the funeral cut funeral the, the is in friends.
2: the regular cut, right?
1: It is, but there's more of it. I think there's more of it in the extended cut, which I've also Does seen. his mom
2: talk in the
1: not in the original cut, no. Oh, okay. I watched the one where the mom talks. Okay, that's the uh, extended cut. Extended cut. But there's also some cut scenes of his goth friends like yes. making like it's some comedic stuff that they cut out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie genuinely, I think doesn't, it doesn't spend a lot of time on it, but it does genuinely show people grieving, which is another thing I think a lot of horror movies don't show. Um, and you see at the end, Jennifer's mother, like grieving over her body. Like it's not just a monster. Like this is a teenage girl who's now dead. Um, and someone loved her. And I think you see needy, like seeing, like realizing that as well. Yeah. Do you think she deserved to die, Jennifer? She's yeah. a fucking demon who eats boys. Yes, I
2: mean, yeah, <laughs> she
1: had to die. I mean, uh, just she had go to on go on killing.
2: So yeah, she had to.
1: Also, she killed Chip, the best boyfriend in the world. Yeah, so, that's true. I, personally, I have a vendetta against her for that alone. Uh, all right. So, final thoughts on Jennifer's body? I loved it. It was
0: no, I'm um, no, I'm, I'm being yeah. serious. It was great. Yeah. Uh, I think it was very thoughtful, very thought provoking, very symbolic of a lot of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I appreciated the dialogue, the writing, um, the acting. I just think it was a great film. And I'm sad that I didn't know about
1: it when it first came out. I know. Fuck, fuck Fox. Fuck Fox for ruin- Not Megan Fox, but Fox, the fucking company. Not Megan Fox the company fox yes <laughs> who released this movie in 2009 um uh, melissa any final thoughts on jennifer's body
2: you know i just loved i think it's a really well-rounded film it's well cast um this the choices in it are just strong and wonderful yeah um the visuals are i think absolutely wonderful so good um so, yeah, just overall, I, I love it.
1: Yeah, I don't have too much to add there. I, I guess what I'll say is uh, if you haven't seen this movie, I, I, uh, I highly recommend it. Or if you haven't seen it in a while, watch it again. I think this is a movie that I could watch. This is going to go into my regular rotation in every October now. Um, and it's brilliant. It, I think it will. I mean, obvious, aside from some jokes that don't hold up, I think the movie itself will continue to hold up over time. And it's a brilliant film that really the world maybe wasn't ready for when it came out. All right. So, uh, do you guys uh, want to do the Bechtel test? Sure. Um, I think this is going to be pretty easy. <laughs> uh, so, does this film have more than one female character in it? Yes. Yes. It has a lot, actually. Uh-huh. There's kids, there's moms, there's some lady cops. The bartender's a lady. It's one of those movies where all these movie roles that I think would be generally populated by men are populated by women instead. Yep. Which is fucking great. Uh, So uh, do these two characters have a name? Yes. Uh, Do they speak to each other? Yes. Yes. Do they talk about something other than a man? Yes. Yes, Yes, they do. They talk about a lot of different stuff. They talk about themselves. They talk about what they're doing this weekend. They talk about uh, demons and... I mean, all kinds of things. There's a lot of different things that they talk about in this movie. It is a movie with actual relationships between women that go beyond, even though their relationship to boys or men is heavily a big part of the film, it isn't the only thing that exists between them. And the
0: whole film is really about this relationship between these two two women.
1: That's correct, yeah.
2: You guys have to watch this movie called Delicatessen.
1: Oh, I've heard of film. that. Yes, I've heard of that fucking crazy ass movie.
2: It is brilliant. And um, it's just so. It's heartwarming and weird. <laughs> and I think I, like I, just, I would recommend it to anyone. Oh. Just so you know. It's not for podcasts. I just wanted to
1: recommend it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, all right. I will. I remember there was. There's some reason I didn't see it. I feel like. Is there like f- weird food stuff in that movie? It's
2: like, about um there's not it's not graphic or anything okay. and it's not Yeah, there's no it's it's a
1: comedy crime? Okay, okay, okay. I think I missed that. But I you that have I, to watch someone eat something. You know how I feel about that. I mean, we no, didn't dis- no, like, we didn't discuss weird. it, but Jennifer does eat a rotisserie chicken quite yes. violently in this movie. Yeah. And, yes. and for some reason, okay, if any those of you guys who are listening right now, um, on this, sh- to this show, uh, who, uh, also listened to the Adam and Andy podcast. We just watched Marriage Story, and Adam Driver like base just like shovels a rotisserie chicken into his face during this movie, and I was appalled <laughs> because I don't watched- like watching people eat. She talked about it for a while, yeah, <laughs> and um. Yeah, but for some reason I was okay with it in Jennifer's Body because I was like, well, this is a horror movie and I'm expecting to be grossed out. But ordinarily, I just really don't like it when actors eat on screen. I don't know why. It's a thing that I
2: have. Love it.
1: Uh, Hey, shall we plug some stuff? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, This is the part of the show where we talk about things that we're working on and that our guests are working on. Um, Melissa, do you have anything that you would like to plug?
2: Uh, At the moment, the only thing I am working on is the Critical Crop Top web series with the U2. Yay! Um, Other than that, everything else has kind of been put on hold for the uh, pandemic.
1: Yes. So, um, but uh, Melissa is a prolific director and also heavily involved with a lot of different uh, film festivals, uh, especially horror film festivals. Um, So, uh, Melissa, uh, do you have some social media where people can follow you? And keep in touch with what's going on with you so that when the yeah, pandemic think- ends, where well, they can find they can find out what you're doing.
2: Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Lifelove Adventures and I'll post anything uh, I have coming up on there.
1: Awesome, awesome. Okay. Sarah, do you have anything to plug? Not at the moment. I'm working on the uh, web show with you guys. So, Yeah. yeah. So uh, this web show, we talked a little bit about it in the last episode. But yeah, basically, we uh, we started writing a sketch comedy web show. Uh, we have like 10 sketches. We were going to film them on location and all of that stuff. And then the pandemic happened. And so we're like, hey, let's not do this uh, for safety. But then... We decided we don't know when the pandemic's going to end. So what if we just shoot it over Zoom? So that's what we're doing. We're going to be shooting all the sketches over Zoom. Uh, We've got a bunch, uh, you know, we've got five people in the ensemble, including Sarah and Melissa, uh, Brandon Mitchell, Ava Davis, and myself. And we've all written a bunch of sketches. And uh, Sarah, Brandon, Melissa, and myself are also directing the sketches. And then we've got dozens of actors involved as well, uh, besides ourselves, who are going to be performing In these sketches, and it's going to be real fun. And it's been an interesting challenge um, to film this over Zoom and get props together and figure out how to shoot it. And how are we? So, we're going to, it's not going to be live. We're actually going to be shooting it and then editing it. Um, So, it should be pretty exciting. Um, And if you guys want to check that out, uh, you can uh, just uh, follow Critical Crop Top. Of course, Critical Crop Top is the production company that produces this podcast, uh, as well as a lot of other stuff like comedy shows and web series and things. Uh, We have a YouTube channel, uh, Critical Crop Top on YouTube. So subscribe to that YouTube channel. And not only will you be one of the first to know when those sketches start coming out, but also... You can enjoy the sketches that we've been uploading from our uh, our archives, from our live show. And you can enjoy the vidcast of this podcast. Um, so check us out on YouTube, Critical Crop Top. And of course, you can find Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Critical Crop Top. Uh, let me take a deep breath before I plug the next thing. Uh, also, uh, Sarah and I do a show, as we just mentioned, uh, called the Adam and Andy Podcast. Uh, so if you'd like to hear me bitch about rotisserie chicken um and talk about adam driver's hair um we just did marriage story he's got a bad for adam driver for sure oh my god how can you not his hair is perfect um i just anyway that's not what this podcast is about but if you want to hear me talk about all the reasons why i'm obsessed with adam driver and andy sandberg let's not forget Andy andy for real and his hotness his legitimate hotness so uh we have taken these two hot actors and combine them into one absurd show it's called the adam and andy podcast where we only watch adam driver and andy samberg movies the next movie we're watching is an adam A- andy samberg movie called celeste and jesse forever and uh, you can find that podcast on spotify stitcher apple podcasts all the things and you can follow us on social media at adam and andy podcast on facebook and instagram and on twitter at, uh, at adam andy pod Yes. Uh, also, we'd love to hear going, about. Keep it, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep going. Keep going. We would love to hear what you thought about Jennifer's body. Uh, we'd love to hear what your favorite horror movies are, um, and or any suggestions you have. We are always happy to take. Sometimes our fans send us suggestions about movies we should do. Uh, on the podcast. I don't believe we've picked a November film yet as of this recording. So uh, send us your suggestions for what we should cover on the show. Uh, you can find uh, th- this podcast, the Feminine Mistake Podcast, uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod. And you can find us on Twitter at FemMistakePod. Pod. And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Sarah, are we doing too many things during this pandemic? No, we're not doing enough things. <laughs> no. We need to add one more thing. What would that one more thing be? The John, John Krasinski... Kr- yeah, just
0: John, just John podcast. Just just John, John. podcast
1: where we only watch John Krasinski movies. Just- I, Sarah, okay. I tweeted out a photo to Sarah of uh Adam Driver and John Krasinski in the same fucking photo. I died.
2: So what has been your like your big purchase during the pandemic?
1: My
0: big like, what are you, like,
2: obsessively purchasing?
0: Um, Makeup and all of these clothes.
1: <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> like literally... you have two racks of clothes now. Three. Three? See? One, two, three. Sarah, was one of those racks the post-pandemic rack, or is it just, like... That one. Yeah, that one that's is post-pandemic. With
0: pandemic. I haven't worn any of them. It's an entire rack.
1: I think we need to do like a fashion montage. Yes. That would take like years. No, but well, I mean like, let's just do a fashion montage of you trying on all your clothes.
2: <laughs> I would love to see that.
1: Uh, Melissa, thank you for being on the show. Um, we've had enjoyed having you on so much. I hope you'll come back and do another horror movie with us again next year. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I, I love
2: your guys's podcast so', Aww, that's so sweet. happy to, to be here um <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so we should let here. Melissa
1: pick the film next year next year yes. Melissa you pick the film and would we'll do whatever one team? you want to um, do I would love that yes <laughs> I'm excited I can't wait candyman surprise <laughs> <Ooh>, candyman <laughs> no <laughs> I let's do I, I whatever whatever you want to do maybe we'll do 13 ghosts it's uh, Melissa's oh, choice next year that. you th- that's what we'll be doing so everybody have a happy and safe Halloween Um, and uh, thanks for listening to the show.